starting. What's starting? The apocalypse is upon us. We are so screwed. Sounds sexy. It, it's spectacular. Balls. You know what? You're awesome. Alright, we're recording. So, oh, God. This is really hard. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, not already. I haven't even done the thing yet. Mm-hmm. Allison, yes. get it together. <laughs> Fuck you. You put me here. This is all your fault. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I think we should just open with that. <laughs> Allison, get it together. Oh no, this entire our friend this show has bonded us to uh, episode one through three twenty six, and now we can't stand each other because we. <laughs> so I mean, let's let's be honest. If anybody here deserves to cry, this has yeah. been my life for twelve years. <laughs> 13 years. Yeah. No, I yeah, know. I think. All right. Mm-mm. All right. We might as uh, well. You know what? Don't even cue me. Just leave it all in. Let's just start like that. <laughs> I mean, less editing for me, if I'm being honest. <laughs> the, the less I have to, like, go in and edit my voice, I'm fine with it. Because I hate listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. There you go, guys. Behind the scenes look. Um, <laughs> hello there, fanboys and girls. I'm Allie. And I am Steph, and you are listening to Two Chicks in the Plural of Apocalypse. And it is our last episode. Question mark? Question mark. Um, we don't know. I don't know. Like, I want to keep going, but it's hard because... Unless we just revisit shit. I don't know. Should we just start doing commentary on con videos next? Like, what is the next step? Oh, God, no, because that makes me, that, like, touches my cringe button, and I don't like that. (laughs) Touches my cringe button. Like, I have a lot of cringe buttons. Like, my whole body is made out of them. I didn't break it down that far, because after a certain point, I think my best friend Zach told me that, like, over something like 300,000 is like, there's a point at which the human mind has trouble comprehending exactly how big numbers can be and are. Over the course of 327 episodes, you have spent 13,734 minutes of your life watching Supernatural. And that is if you've only watched it all the way through once. If it's only once, I know, there's that cringe face. You're going to, I'm about to hit you with the hours, baby. She's oh, sinking no. down in her chair in embarrassment. Oh, no. Her hands no. are over her mouth like Stefan from SNL. Okay. If you watch this series all the way through once, do you know how many hours of your life you spend with Sam and Dean Winchester? If the average episode is uh, 42 minutes, it's 228.9 hours to watch the entire show. You've watched this series multiple times, Stephanie. (laughs) I don't even want to... I don't, well, here's the thing. Where you go, I regret nothing and knock over the mic stand and run away. If I stopped counting how many rewatches I've done on Supernatural, just assume there's been like one a year, generally, <laughs> for the last 12 <laughs> years. 
No, that's not true. That's not true. Oh my god, I've probably rewatched it in whole four times, five times, and then I keep going back to episodes that I love. So I am what? embarrassed. <laughs> Don't be, because I a I'm sure there are people who have watched it more than you. Um, I also want to note that this morning I woke up, made a big ass cup of coffee, and watched The French Mistake because I knew I'd be crying again later today. So, you know, that is one of those go tos. The way Jensen just says Misha, I will never get tired of that ever. Did you watch the retrospective? I did. I did. There's actually, I took down a quote from Sam Smith during the, there's a lot, there's a lot of scribble notes. I'll be honest. Although Steph has notoriously not taken notes for this episode. Oh, oh yeah. Cause... Have we mentioned that? This is the first time in two chicks history i have not taken notes at all the first viewing for me i i barely took any i just there was one or two that i wrote down because i wanted to document how i felt in the moment and remember it you know over the course of this podcast you and i have used the term emotions to usually signify when we are like desperately thirsty and horny but this episode i had literal textbook oxford dictionary definition level of emotion i think i went through every single one of them what's the note on your phone oh god it's from the retrospective oh, <laughs> the only what is it? the only note i have is that jensen says Cass is the third brother in parentheses fuck adam and then the, <laughs> and then the core theme of this show is the love of a family true so also, I, I remember a very specific moment watching the retrospective where it was just jensen and jared and jensen goes dean winchester will be with me for the rest of my life and it was actually jared's reaction to him saying that he just looked so like crestfallen that he doesn't get to hang out with his brother dean anymore i can't i don't know okay. how to describe it am i gonna you cry maybe maybe i will cry Bitch, you won't cry this is the finale oh I okay so from the retrospective my note was Sam and Dean are fighting for the freedom of humanity and that was from Sam Smith and because it's fascinating to watch first of all we should disclaimer no show is free from criticism so no. we're well aware that we may not have the same criticisms as people on the internet we will get to all viewpoints on our commentary are our own yes you indeed. can feel how you want that is fine. I did but put this up is poll. how we feel. I did put up a poll on the Two Chicks Pod Twitter. Last I checked, it only had 10 votes, but the majority yeah. was people being satisfied with the finale. Again, not a monolith. This fandom is absolutely huge. In that retrospective, the guy who played Balthazar said something along the lines of, oh, uh, him and Ostrich were like, yeah, I've been recognized in Turkey before. So the, the reach of the show is just astronomical. And mm -hmm. the kind of the notion that this little story about two brothers in their car going around saving people from monsters then just took on such a big life of its own. It just became something so much bigger than the idea of itself. And even Kripke in that retrospective talking about how he loves um, getting super meta and shit like mm -hmm. that. And I also find it oddly calm like i don't know just some sort of weird comfort that the lyrics of carry on wayward son a song by kansas that if you don't know by now you've <laughs> why are you listening to this what like what um 
which is the only song I've played in my car for like the past two or three days. I'm not even kidding you. I have not been able to listen to it again. I understood. Listen, guys. All right. Here's the thing. Before I want to preface this by saying I have only watched the retrospective and the finale one time and that was when it aired i have no notes i have maybe i should probably talk to my therapist about my issues <laughs> re-watching shows that have ended because it took me a hot ass minute to re-watch the buffy finale i have issues with closure <laughs> like i'm not ready for it to be over and if i only watch it once in my head it's not over <laughs> i gotta say this was actually one of my notes because i was working um I'm at the third, was at the third week of my new job. And by original schedule, I was supposed to be off to watch mm. this finale. And even if I couldn't watch it live with you, I like we could have FaceTimed or something because mm-hmm. COVID's getting really bad again. Mask up, guys. Wash your hands. We love yes, you. Yes, please. Um, so um, I was, I remember distinctly like looking at the clock at like 930 at my job and think, fuck, I'm missing everything. And then I thought for a while, okay, how am I supposed to stay off of Twitter? Because I knew Twitter was going to explode. So guys, to stop myself from obsessively clicking that stupid blue bird, I was like rechecking my credit score a hundred times and my bank <laughs> account. Like I was trying, I was checking every other app but Twitter and I figured Insta would have spoilers too. So I was off of all social media for the night. And then there came a point Friday when I woke up where I was almost in like this bubble, this wonderful sublime bubble where I knew nothing. And I kind of wanted to keep that, keep it that way. Cause if I didn't watch it, then it, it wasn't over. Like I kind of relished that feeling of, okay, my head's in the sand on this. I know mm-hmm. everybody else knows what happens, but if I don't see it, it it doesn't end. But I eventually got my box of tissues, sat down, watched the retrospective, and was crying at about five minutes in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then it actually happened. I had to start final episode of Supernatural, season 15, episode 20 carry Carry on on. and the outline is sam and dean take their final ride oh my god (laughs) like i don't i like i just i am my heart breaks but at the same time i am 1000 percent okay with it (laughs) the episode starts we the one thing i was like i had sent ali a reaction snap because i did videotape my reactions for her um, and she will be the only person to ever see that because the ugly crying was real. Oh, my God, you guys, the ugly crying was epic, both her and oh. I. I recorded myself. I recorded every single act and I was a fucking mess. Yeah, I I well, before we started recording, I told Allie that I have not cried that that much in years because my antidepressants kind of make it difficult for me to like actually cry the only thing mm-hmm. that really gets me is when I get like super upset I'm an emotional crier um and I, I I was good through the retrospective I was so good through the retrospective and then it hit like the two minute mark and as it was getting ready to start I forget what happened in the retrospective but then all hell broke loose and my eyes start watering and I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then from there on I did not stop crying um, we start the episode with the boys in the bunker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to well, well, say this did not, we did not get wayward son in the then. No, we, we did, did not. not. 
And that felt weird, which when that didn't happen, I was like, they've saved this for a special moment. I thought they honestly, I had thought they were going to close out the show with it. Um, but the way they did incorporate it, we will get there and I will have lots of yelling about that. But we, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it, it didn't feel right for a moment. Cause I was like, why aren't they playing carry on wayward son? This isn't right. This is, they're doing it wrong. This is not how it goes. But then I was like, oh, they'll probably play it at the end. But, uh. That it starts out with Ordinary Life by Van Morrison playing and Sam mm. and Dean, we are seeing a day in the life after Chuck has been defeated. This is the one issue I kind of have with this because we kind of see them go about their day. We mm. don't know how long it has been from the time Chuck has been defeated to now. I yeah. wish they would have kind of given us some time because I know a lot of people think that oh this was the first hunt after chuck and then what happened happened yeah and that's not fair if i think they just i think they did that on purpose because no matter how if you were to have given us a length of time it would have if it would have never been enough so we just kind of have to imagine it because you know there's they already knew series finales are fucking hard okay mm-hmm. and um Kristen, who I used to work with, who has been a guest on this podcast, she was on our 200th, ep- or she for the 200th episode. Um, she had mentioned that shows uh, like the finale of Shit's Creek wrapped up really oh, well. I feel like The Good Place had a perfect uh, series finale. Um, I don't know how many people out there watched Breaking Bad, but I think that's up there. Um, so the, I think the, the Dab Andrew Dab already knew that. There were going to be people that, no matter what he did, there was going to be vitriol and dislike oh, and yeah. angry comments. And we uh, will talk about it at the end of this. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get there. Oh yeah. Um. So I don't. I'm gl- I'm kind of glad he didn't give us an exact thing of time because if this is the first hunt after the Chuck thing, absolutely, totally not fair. Um. I like to think a a chunk of time has passed. I like to think so it's at least been a few months. That's how I feel about it. I kind of, in my head, I am, uh, in my head, the boys have went and they are hunting and doing stuff because we mm-hmm. still know that Jack fixed everything, but there's still monsters that need to be taken down. Um, and we get to see kind of this day in the life, just kind of a, the boys start their day and Dean. Dean's up at 8 a.m., dude. He gets up at 8 a.m. with his dog. With his dog. Okay, the fact that I remember Dean saying in the beginning of the show, no dogs. He was not a dog. No dogs in the Impala. That was the rule, except in Dog Dean Afternoon. when he like. So I think that episode really opened his heart to puppy love. Um, and... We see him just like he has Miracle from the last episode in the bunker. I was just going to say, they never actually say the dog's name, but the way he in the previous episode said, oh, you are, you're a miracle, aren't you? The way he like kind of said Miracle twice, I'm pretty sure the dog's name is Miracle. Yes. We get to see them get up. He's got a reason to live. He enjoys his life now. And that's all I've ever wanted for this 
poor traumatized child who's had the weight of the world on his shoulders for longer than we've even seen him as a character Mm -hmm. is he finally gets up he's got his dog friend i'm still like who sleeps in a watch but i guess like if you have gotten to the point where you may need to get up in the middle of the night to like fight bad guys and go places it's Mm -hmm. handy to know what time it is and we then we get so Dean's up. Sam's already out jogging because since Jared does marathons now, he's got to show off that marathon bod, which we'll also get to. Uh, the thirst, the thirst doesn't end here, guys. The thirst okay. also carries on. The thirst. <laughs> they knew it. They knew what they were they, doing. Okay, that had to have been deliberately in the script because we had not had a shirtless Sam in a very long time. It has been. so years since we've had a shirtless sam and why, you know what why are thank you thank you for excluded. giving that to us in the finale yes especially yes. considering in the next stack you rip our hearts out forever <laughs> like the shirtless well sam in the t-shirt and sam shirtless did provide some balm to a very uh-huh. hurt heart this what that was the i had my note here is and I literally this was one of the first thoughts that came into my head when I woke up this morning. I don't know why. I think it's because I knew I was gonna have to watch this again and I was gonna try and focus on all the good parts of it. And I wrote shirtless Sam literally looking like a snack because Jarpad is so lean and tan he looks like a walking slim jim. <laughs> Take a bite out of that. <laughs> I would slam into that slim jim. I would snap <laughs> it in half. <laughs> Listen, guys. Oh. We're at peak two chicks right now. We are. <laughs> the, we're we're going to cry. We're going to laugh. We're going to lust. We get demoms. We get demoms. It is worth it. That tattoo. That. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm getting horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we get to see their day. And there is. There is definitely a lightness to Sam and Dean in this because, yes, they have their, like, their destiny is their own now. And they eat breakfast. Sam goes on a run. Sam doing laundry. I was just, like, that's, my, in my reaction video, it's literally me screaming, and I haven't sent it to you yet, but it's me seeing that going, Stephanie, he's doing laundry, like, literally flipping out about it, because we have said a zillion times on the show that all we want is one episode where they just do normal Joe shit, and they finally give us that, like, I think Andrew Dab has my phone tapped or some shit, because. just listens to our podcast, because. Let's just jump into it. They are, Sam and Dean are like looking up cases. Sam can't seem to find anything, but Dean's like, oh, I think I have something. And next thing we know, these beautiful bastards are driving (laughs) into an idyllic looking Akron that does not exist. Never been there, no. (laughs) That is not what Akron looks like, (laughs) y'all. Trust us. And uh, they are at the 43rd annual Akron Pie Fest, which I think we need to make that a thing. I, I, Stephanie, we're on we're on video chat right now. Look at me. Look at me in the eyes. You're you're gonna do this in your downtime. Fuck COVID. This is your fuck. No. When Dean pulls up in that car, Sam's like, "Are you sure you're ready for this?" And Dean looks at him dead serious and is like, "It's my destiny, Steph. It is your destiny to start the annual." I am not saying that I have worked with the Downtown Akron Partnership. 
Yes, you have, <laughs> And that when I have a job, I work for somebody who is very, I wonder, could we make this a thing? A super, how fun would that be? A supernatural Akron pie fest. I think, I think it should be the, be an unofficial SPN thing oh, because- yeah. You already, we've, we've talked, we know Dean loves pie and I'm a Dean girl, but I'm officially team cake. I prefer cake most of the time, although I do appreciate pie. Okay, listen, (laughs) the finger is up. Always and forever. I have some apple pie in there right now. You know what? I, I appreciate pie. I just tend to have a preference. However, I do think that if we actually, if this was actually coordinated and really became a thing, not only could people come out and eat some amazing pie, it would be great for the community of Akron, but SPN has an, a ridiculously fucking rabid fan base that loves this show to their core. And you know that people are going to come out of town for that and show up and people are going to cosplay as Dean and they're going to get six pieces of pie and someone's going to get pied in the face. Literally. Listen, I'm not saying a Dean Winchester pie eating contest should be a thing, but it should 1000% be a thing. Maybe this. Listen, the Dean Winchester eating my pie contest should be a thing. Hey, (laughs) I was thinking the entire scene. <laughs> they came to Akron for a pie fest. And in Alley, I like, I'm speaking for you right now. Tell me if I'm wrong. But in our heads, we're just going to assume this is a nod <laughs> to two chicks. You know what? It fucking is. How many dirty pie innuendos have we made? While recording and not <laughs> recording. Like, it's countless. This is, this was honestly, and I know they put it in Ohio because, you know, Eric Kripke's Kripke. from here. But the fact that they are in Akron, they've never really been to Akron. They were in Hudson once. They've, they've been to Canton before, I think. They've been to Canton, like, three times. Mm-hmm. And, like, all around us, but they have never been to Akron. And then in the last episode, they are in Akron for pie. And my heart just, like, filled to the brim with joy. Not to mention, you had sent me that screen cap of locations that listen to us or that stream us. And one of them was L.A. And I'm like, all right, I know about, like, five of you guys in L.A. Who is listening to my annoying-ass voice for an hour once a week? Um, I just like to pretend now that it's Andrew Dabb. It is canon, and um, he did this for us. There's no other explanation for it. Yeah. Uh, Like, just don't try to dispel this in our heads. Like, if you try to come at us saying, that's not the case. No, we will tell you you are wrong. It is canon in our brains. (laughs) Now and forever. And I would just like to say thank you to Andrew Dow. For- <laughs> <laughs> why why he didn't pick Toledo is beyond me. But hey, I, I, Akron. Akron no got complaints. This might be the beautiful start of an Akron pie fest. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, I don't, I, I have to do research. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe 2022. I want to be co-chair of this this pie thing. I'd Obviously. Like... It's a two chicks in the plural of a pie. <laughs> sponsored. Presents the Akron, Ohio, Dean Winchester Pie Fest. Pie Fest. 2022. 
Seth is all about this idea too. We were talking about this because I was telling him, I'm like, they came to Akron for pie. And he's <laughs> like, well, you could totally do that. And I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So plus I'm sure um, Seth would find a way to like make some sort of hot sauce to put on pie crust. Like he's just that much of a madman. He has one that people put on ice cream. So the boys are eating that pie and they, <laughs> and, and the pure joy when Dean comes over and he has six little pieces of pie in this big box and Sam, like there's just so much joy in these first like, 15 minutes that's all they give us yeah <laughs> after that it's really rocky and um, then we get a, them it's you the, know uh, they're they're they sit there on that bench at the akron pie fest and sam's just kind of having a moment where he's staring off thinking in his own head and dean's like what's up and sam wishes that cass and jack were there and dean tells him if we don't keep living all that sacrifice will be for nothing and Sam's like, you know what? You're right. And he takes the only pie piece with whipped cream and pies Dean in the face and has a damn good laugh doing it. But my, for my money, the best frames of this scene are Jensen Ackles taking a plastic fork and scraping pie off of his own nose and lips <laughs> and eating it because he does it with like the most, are you kidding a man me? man after good my pie. own fat heart. <laughs> And you know what, though? Speaking of heart, I made all those jokes all like the entire time that Dean eats so poorly on the road that he's going to need Lipitor. And surprisingly, not his heart that was the problem <laughs> the entire time. He he ate the way he wanted to, which is just proof. Everybody out there, just live your life. Live your life. I, I don't We're care what you something. are. I don't care how big you are or you know, whatever people are trying to sell you on TV. Think about Dean motherfucking Winchester eating his way across America and celebrating his life in pie. I mean, why wouldn't you want to live the exact same way? Eat all the pie, you guys. And not like funny, ha-ha, like literal pie. Life's Just too short to eat the pie. Yep, that's the next bump. That's your, make a mask that says that and a bumper sticker. <laughs> I can do that. She looks like she's writing it down right now. Um, Damn. Excellent. Um, so, okay, hold on, because I have a scattered they, note or two. They also find a case in Akron. They, do. Um, they They mention a string of killings down 77, which... Dean, yeah. though, says roots are like road 77. I'm like, no, it's 77. It's just, he said it really weird. I I'm thought just he like, said like Highway 77, maybe. I don't know. Again, no notes. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, like seven seven. I was like, why are you saying it weird, buddy? But it's like, we cool. Akron, Canton, and then East Sparta, which I'm like, oh, he's going down 77. <laughs> <laughs> Every part of Ohio. Um, so it's a case where um, the uh, it's vamps going after a nest of amps going after kids for kind of like um, a harvest thing that happens every once in a while. So they invade this couple's home um, and nab the kids. And I, I got to say this. I love that this episode is longer, not just because it's the finale, but because this sort of genre and most of the stories that they tell, they need time 
for mm -hmm. tension to build and and the pain to really seep in. And since there's a little bit of extra time in this episode, the scene where the kids are hiding under the bed and the vamps are like slowly stalking around the room looking for them, it gets to breathe. And I don't know if it's, I think that has to be the, the biggest factor though, because I remember watching it and actually being like kind of scared for the first time in a long time watching this show. It was, it honestly, it went back to the root of what supernatural was. Yes. We got generally when we would watch a show in the early days before this huge world became crazy, we would see the monster of the week going in, killing the first family that gets the boys on the case. And that's what it was. So when I saw that, I got so excited because it has been a while since we've seen like them actually work a case like this, that like, it, it just, this whole episode went back to the beginning for me. And that's why I really enjoyed it. Um, it, they, cause the boys got to do the investigation. They see that they're, they get to be their FBI aliases, uh, agents Singer and Kripke, which. Oh, my heart. My that, heart. That was just precious in and of itself. And they do the investigation and they find out from the woman who has had her tongue ripped out that they are looking for these masked vamps with, and those masks, I will say were Creepy. dope. I yeah. like them. They, and they were actually <clears throat> kind of clown like, and mm -hmm. I, we all know Sammy hates clowns. Uh, and they also kind of gave me a vibe of like, I've never watched the strangers because the whole concept of that movie terrifies the shit out yeah. of me, but like the same kind of sort of, um, energy as far as bad guys go so um they they're like wait i've seen that face before and they crack open john's journal on the hood of the impala and um Dean uh, uh, guesses that they might be uh mimes and sam's like no they're clearly vamp uh, vampires and dean goes vampire mimes son of a bitch <laughs> well can i also say that that case that they were getting from john's journal which bringing out John's journal For and real. my heart was from Akron and Canton in 1986. The year you were born. I'm not saying there were a rash <laughs> of vampires and I'm not saying that my parents, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, Girl, I was... your, your handle is the ginger pyre. Dad I, listens pyre. to us. He, he did all of this. He strategically laid the fucking groundwork. And he's listening to us having the extreme meltdown right now. I've also tweeted at him for his address because I need to send him my therapy bill for my insurance to cover it. <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I promise you I'm not a narcissist. I am just, like, I love this so much because I'm just, like, connecting it in my brain. And it just... It, the show just means so much to me <laughs> and it, it's just, uh, I love it so much. But I, I got something to say, I got to throw out there. I'm well aware that I've not been with the show from the beginning. I, it does not mean as much to me as it does to you. I've only done the one watch through and, but I can appreciate for what it is, what it's done, what it will continue to do. Um, the very nice fellow fans 
that I have met throughout the entire process, the fandom that's been nice enough not to tweet at me and spoil me. Mm-hmm. The only per- people that have spoiled me is Twitter's algorithm and accidentally your husband on a couple of occasions. And Jared Padalecki. <laughs> and Jared Padalecki, son of a bitch. Um, so they, let's see. Oh, the boys. Yeah, they find the they kind of like figure out where the vamps are going to hit next and they're targeting families usually like on the outskirts of town that have young kids. So they show up and uh kind of ambush the vamps before they have a chance to run another job. They kill most of them and shoot one of them in they bust his kneecap with a bullet soaked in dead man's blood because of course. And then uh, shoot him in the forehead with the same kind of bullet. Yep. Yeah, they gives no fucks. These guys are mm, I love them so much. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so they get the vamp that they shot to talk and kind of out where everybody else is. And so the boys open up their trunk, get their goods, start making their way into this kind of like giant barn. And a fight ensues. But first there was a commercial break that made me go, where's the fight? Like, I was wondering if they weren't even going to show it at all. It worried mm-hmm. me. I was like, don't leave me hanging. Um, and they get a couple of vamps killed. They're swinging away. And... Uh, Sam gets punched really hard and gets kind of knocked out for a little bit there. Two vamps manage to grab Dean on either side. And out of fucking nowhere, what a callback. Here comes Jenny, who they saved. Okay, she was, I know, was she from season one? Yes, their very first vampire case. Their very first vampire case. I believe it was episode 18. <laughs> You're so smart. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> this is Literally, the kind of trivia that I care only, about. The only, like, generally, I, I'm whatever. I, I'm, I'm a normal freaking brain person, but <laughs> when it comes to some things, I know. <laughs> That's that. That sounded like a 45 quote. I'm a, I'm a normal freaking brain person. <laughs> I'm a no, normal. Oh, it was episode 20. My bad. Dead man's blood. But Sorry. you're closer than I would have guessed. Um, it was only because of the flashback, but I did recognize her. I think it's also, well, she she was like, okay, I'm part of this nest. I recognize you, Dean. I It's your time. I called dibs. Um, but Sam gets up, as they've been known to do. Because whenever you're focusing on one hot guy, another hot guy just sneaks up out of nowhere and decapitates you. It's how it goes. Um, he life. kills her. Yeah. <laughs> God, I wish that was my life. The circle would, of life. I would love to be decapitated by a Winchester. Are you kidding me? Like, what a way to go. Oh. Oh, I yeah, that's right. Their way. You, uh, well, you scrunched up your shoulders because I forgot you had a neck thing. <laughs> but I see Stop what you're right doing. Head off, you big lumbering pile <laughs> of flannel. You tasty morsel. <laughs> go ahead and loosen my neck from my shoulders you moose and squirrel (laughs) oh thank you john oliver for giving us vibes i also think and this this is needs to be noted that this case that they're working the case that okay big time spoilers now if for any reason you have not watched this episode a what are you doing b go watch the pilot and then listen to our pilot and then c 
I'll give you a second. I think it's fitting that the last case these two worked together was saving a pair of brothers. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Is- and let's be real, y'all. Um, We kind of maybe saw it coming because they showed that nail. Like, at first, when that nail in the wall, I was like, obviously that's there for somebody to get hung on um classically but then they showed it a little too long and i was like oh shit mm-hmm. um, you you and I, normally when you and i pot we try and save everything that we really want to discuss for a podcast for when we're actually hitting record we couldn't do that with this one no um, we could so, not. sorry guys so like when as we had discussed prior to this you and I saw A Quiet Place together. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for a movie that's two years old now. And there is a point in that film where uh, the the mom goes up the stairs with the laundry and there's a very deliberate shot of a nail sticking out of a floorboard. The whole rule of visual storytelling is usually if it's being shown, it's being shown for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're good, you know what you're doing. So... When that, you're right. The first time I saw that nail, I was like, oh, that's an interesting shot. They haven't, like, totally focused on Dean here. But, like, ugh, that looks like a really, like, rough, old, creepy, like, very sort of, like, rusted saws hanging from the ceiling type of barn deal. Yeah. Um, we're from Ohio. We know what we're talking about. We know our <laughs> barns, okay? And um, And then they showed it again. And this is the brilliance of Robert Singer directing this episode is he's been with this show for so goddamn long. There's a freaking character named after him. And I think he was the perfect person to helm this episode. So eventually um, in the midst of this fight, Sam thinks that he has killed all the vamps and that Dean killed the one that he was working and that it's okay to go get the kids now. What Sam missed while he was fighting was that one of the vamps had pushed Dean onto that nail. Ah! And, and this is where I could write a college essay. This the these next few minutes were if the, the this is the, not nominated for an Emmy, I will scream because no, These this just Sorry. yeah. It's Go so ahead. hard to come. It's so hard to come up with words for this because you and I are such like animated, goofy face making like verklempt people when it comes to this shit. This is the finest acting I have ever seen these two actors do, hands down, point blank, no contest whatsoever. This show has been criminally underrecognized at award season. Um, with maybe the exception of, like, a few Saturn Awards here or there. Mm-hmm. And they, it, is, okay. honest, it is a scene that... I thought I could talk number about Number one, this. took my breath away. And I was sobbing uncontrollably, like, trying to watch this episode through the fogging of my glasses as I cried <laughs> my eyes out in ways that I have not cried in a very long time. Like... I cried so hard I had a headache the next day. <laughs> like uh, I was, my eyes hurt and they were puffy. I just this scene. No, Stephanie, between... like, 
like a pro, like someone who has cried over many supernatural episodes and then had to work the very next day because she would watch them on Thursday was like, Oh, hot compress over your face before you go into work. Because even though I wear a mask all day at my job, I'm pretty sure somebody would notice like my, I was all cried out. And it just proves that we are slowly becoming the same person, but we have very different cries because you did that cry. I, at one point, started going through all the stages of grief. I literally, like you watch my reaction video and there's denial, there's bargaining, there's anger. There's literally all of it within probably a five-minute span. Yeah. And then I got to one point where I just was sobbing so hard and I needed to wail but I have roommates and I live in a neighborhood where I'm sure people will have heard me if I went, if I wailed to the extent that I wished to wail. So I literally do a silent scream. I literally silently screaming into my palms because what else can you do? I, what else can you say about this scene? Um, it's guys, Dean dies. Did my Dean Winchester legendary quippy badass notorious womanizer and alleged bisexual <laughs> and, um, does is it, I think the thing, the kicker is though, is we see him happy for the first time. And God knows how long, like genuinely day to day, every single moment that he is alive, knowing that he now has free will that he fought his entire life for, because they, didn't realize until like season four that they were part of this whole Cain and Abel God's pawn thing, you know, pawns in the chess game thing. And then they spent the next, what, um, 10 or so odd years of their life trying yeah. to worm their way out of it. And the characters that deserve joy the most on this show i should have known it wouldn't last long so i'm again I, i'm bargaining with myself i'm going not like this and well, then once the once we hit the commercial though i go no this is it any other way would have been wrong this is how he said that he thought he was gonna go how he he wanted to yeah this go ahead. this is okay now we're gonna get into some of the fan reaction because i know a lot of people have voiced how much they did not like that Dean died this way. They thought he should have been happy for the rest of his life with his dog. My thing is Dean Winchester was never going to have a normal life. He was going to no. be a hunter until he died. There is no way Dean Winchester was ever going to quit hunting. He was always going to go out hunting. He has said that before. Um, and I believe it was season eight because he even like laid it out. He's like, I'm going to go out fighting. You're going to grow old at popping Viagra's um, to Sam. And this ending to Dean in the the mortal world, I should say, was it, it was what he was always meant for. Like, to be honest, like everybody... A lot of stuff I've seen is like Dean should should have like went on and been happy and it's not fair. And a lot of people think that Andrew Dabb, I guess, hates Dean Winchester for some reason. I don't know. I'm not looking into it. But I think that Dean Winchester going out in a fight with vampires is 
the only way Dean DeWinchester was going to die was go- going out in a hunt. Mm-hmm. Like, it is not remarkable. Well, it is remarkable because he was saving lives, but it's not a remarkable grand death. It's mm-hmm. a normal hunter's death. And it, I, and that it had to have been that, though, because every time there is a fantastical, remarkable death, it was, oh, because they were part of God's plan and God could just resurrect them and find a loophole because exactly. he's right in the story. And that was my thought after episode 1519, where I said, OK, well, if God's no longer pulling the strings the entire time that they've survived and come back in all these fantastical ways is just because he willed it. He wrote it that way. Mm-hmm. And if Jack is being a kind, gentler, more merciful, even though he doesn't hands like the word God, God, a hands-off God, the natural of order of things has to be that, you know, uh, they could get, you know, a, a cut that's so bad it gets infected and goes to exactly. their heart. Like at death, they were not immune to any of this anymore. No. And, and he even tells Sam, he's like, I don't want to come back. Do not bring me back. Mm-hmm. And we get this... Uh, mirror scene from the pilot that and Dean is just trying to tell Sam like hey tell me it's okay to go because you mm-hmm. he he knows that he oh, oh god so it ha- it happens Sam realizes it Dean is afraid to move because he says like this nail is pretty much the only thing holding me together he says he's fading pretty quick yeah, and Sam goes to call 911, and I still think Sam should have called 911. Like, you can be on the phone and stay with him. That's what a cell phone is, motherfucker. But it's, I think, that Dean was, since he finally got a chance to be happy, he'd reached the acceptance where he he no longer, like, feared death because he had, he'd done everything else under the sun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he tells Sam, Sam to stay with him. And, you know, he's like, hey, you go get those boys someplace safe. Um, and he he's like, since I don't think I'm long for this world, like, look at me. Come here. And Jensen just delivers these lines. Again, this scene, if they both don't get awards for this scene, I'm just lighting everything on fire. Um, it- he, he tells Sam that he's proud of him. Like shit, we've waited so many seasons to hear, and that he's he looks up to him. Yeah, he always looked up to him, which not just physically, you know, tall mother. You never. Well, I have. I'm looking at what he says right now. Oh, you're Um, smart, and you didn't take any of dad's crap, and you're smarter than me, and you always have been. And then he recounts the night that, um, he he waited outside. Sam's door to tell him that dad hadn't come home and he said he stood out there for hours because he thought that Sam would tell him to like piss off or you know just shoo him away and the scene that you're talking about mirrored in the pilot is Sam in this episode Sam tells Dean don't leave me I can't do this alone and Dean tells him yes you can and Sam says well I don't want to and that's exactly what Dean said to him about going to find John and Dean tells him that he loves him so much, and he says goodbye, Sammy. Oh God! 
damn it. We also, God damn it. We, also, we also get, get for, for the record, we also drop every single catchphrase. We get the family business line. He tells them always keep fighting. We get Dirk and bitch. Okay, no, that's part of my one complaint, okay? Because well, I wanted that for the very end. And when, when they show up they, and meet together yeah. again, I wanted him to go bitch and him to go like, jerk. And that's just, just bitch. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's I, what I wanted. I just, this, and like, like also I, just the, the, I, I love you so much, my baby brother. I did not think today would be the day. And just the, de- the delivery, it was like the, the emotion in that scene was 9,000% real. Like that, how much of it was them like going, okay, we need to act. And the rest of it was them going, no, I'm just really sad that I don't get to act with you anymore. Okay, we both have tissues for the record. Both have the tissues now. Um, I'm so and, sorry. Uh, what happens next is uh, the, the, the where I broke though. Hold on, is is I I'm not determined to make you cry, but it's just gonna happen. Um, is Dean looking at Sam and it going? Um, I need you to tell me it's okay. To, to go that what that that was it man that was that, like floodgates open i'm a fucking mess and eventually sam musters the courage and says it's okay, it's okay. you can we go now and, and they we, touch foreheads they touch foreheads <laughs> and dean pulls like sam's hand is on dean's heart and dean's hand covers his and then we see when he goes his hand falls down God damn it! I Fuck antidepressants. You're gonna cry. Antidepressants. Oh god. See, this is why I couldn't watch it again. I could. I'm not ready for this heartbreak again. <laughs> I'm not. I, but I, I, I subjected myself to it for this because I wanted to make sure that I could talk about exactly what happened and make sure that you know it's done justice. Like, don't like if you ever need at this point. To get a cathartic cry out. Just look this scene up on YouTube. Save it in your favorites and just have it for... Honestly, the thing with this episode is it is, like, pretty much ingrained in my head after one viewing. Like, I am seeing this in my brain right now, playing out, and it's just... Jared and Jensen, this whole episode, were... they You could tell they were on their A-game. They were bringing it for us. Mm-hmm. This, they were doing it for us, for them, because this is their last time with these characters, and they're just giving it everything, and it hits. These two men are stunningly beautiful, wonderful actors, and I, like, I... I just thank you guys. I know you'll never listen to this. I hope to God you never listen to this. <laughs> and your dad, you. can you just tell them that we've, you yeah. know, done a really we just we, talk we love them. them. It's all great. But we get to see this is me and Allie had talked about this because it's COVID times and they did come back to film this. I know there were some changes made because we see I believe we get to see Dean. No, we see Sam Mm -hmm. doing the pyre. And 
it, it's just Sam and the dog lighting Dean's funeral pyre. And I, my only like thing is I have a feeling that in maybe the original script, Sam was not alone here because they have made this big family that they have. They have, and, like, I think Donna and Jody would have been there, but COVID. Fuck you, COVID. And maybe Shoshana and probably, or sorry, um, Eileen yeah. and and Garth and, you know, all these. That, that funeral would have been huge, is what it was. We see Sam, we get to see him in the bunker, kind of. Reeling. Yes. Yeah. He's. And. It's after his brother's gone. He's alone in the bunker. And that scene, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sorry. No, Sam is all of us in that scene. Poor, I mean, he's there. He's got the dog. And I think he, after everything he's been through, after drinking demon blood and being Lucifer's vessel and you know, almost sacrificing himself to save the world, like every single extreme and trauma and and soul crushing moment for this intelligent funny kind forgiving athletic boy (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i'm not wrong this is probably the worst he's ever felt even after all of that and it resonates on Jared's face. You feel it in the whole tone of the scene. And he eventually makes breakfast alone. He gets up alone. It's very isolating. It's very quiet. He um, goes into Dean's room to kind of clean up and hears a cell phone ring. And of course, it's Dean's other, other cell phone. Yes, we finally get to see the other, other self <laughs> that we hear the message for all the time. Yeah. And it's a... Oh, go for it. Listen, I've got a theory. I know you've only watched this once, but maybe if you could just find this scene and listen to it. So Sam's sitting there on Dean's unmade bed, which is another reason Dean Winchester is my favorite. We make our beds about the same way. Don't at me. And just sitting around kind of soaking in and remembering his brother that other other cell phone goes off and he picks it up and it's somebody asking for agent bon jovi donna had recommended that that number be called for assistance but the second time listening to it i think honest to god i think the voice on the other end is jensen doing a voice really yeah, if I need you to listen, watch just that part again. I'm not asking to put you like through the ringer again, but like maybe um, I might have to check that out. I honest to God think it's him doing like a heavy like leaning into. He pit, I think he pitched his voice it was up from doing, Austin. Yeah, he was doing a Texan accent exactly. Um, so Sam takes the call because he got to carry on, and he he. Goes out and we get a commercial break because oh my god we need a breather. When we, we come back, leaving the bunker though, because turning all, all the lights off turns all the lights off in the bunker. That's that's it for the bunker. Which I have questions about what happened to it after. And everything. is it and is it for sale? Because I need a place to live. <laughs> right. Like hi, I would love COVID times in the bunker. Let's go. I there's a 
they they leave a lot of things open for mm-hmm. like maybe fan interpretations because it's like they never show Sam coming back to the bum- bunker. There's like, does he come back? Do people live there? Then does he move out? Is the mental letters even still possibly a thing? Yeah. No. Does he just use it? But we then see Dean's where uh, Dean went. Yeah. And let's be honest, he went to the good place. When he gets up there, he's looking around and we see an old, old familiar friend who is our Bobby. Bobby! We see (laughs) our Bobby, not Earth 2 Bobby. We see our Bobby and he's waiting for Dean with a beer. They've taken our, our lovely... TV dad, Jim Beaver. Um, they've tried to make him look like season seven Bobby did. They've kind of t- taken away the um, salt and pepper and whatnot in his beard, which if they took time to do that, I wonder why they couldn't have, I don't know, aged somebody else, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> just throwing it out there. It's going to be a half an hour, like, talking about a wig um we're already already an hour in but we have thought this is gonna Um, be a long one it is but i think it's warranted um Mm -hmm. so bobby's out in heaven which looks surprisingly like um vancouver and (laughs) uh he hands dean a beer and there heaven's different now there are no more memory repeats bobby is out of heaven's lockup because jack and cass have changed heaven and it's the heaven it always should be. It's the heaven we all like to think heaven is. Um, is the heaven that Sam and Dean fought for. And what they this deserve is like, the heaven that everybody deserves. This is the heaven that when you think of heaven, this is kind of, at least in my head, when I think of the afterlife, if there is like a heaven, this is what I would think it is. And I'm not going to lie, Dean, like, I, that, this heaven is where I want to go when I die. <laughs> it's very serene. It and is. we find out that, because um, here's what Bobby says, I have it in front of me. He said, that kid of yours, before he went wherever, made some changes here. He busted my ass out, and then, well, he set some things right, tore down all the walls, Heaven ain't just reliving reliving your golden oldies anymore. It's what it always should have been. Everyone happy, everyone together. Rufus lives about five miles away with Aretha. (laughs) I thought you'd have better taste. (laughs) Yep. And your mom and dad, they have a place over yonder. It It ain't just heaven, Dean. It's the heaven you deserve, and we've been waiting for you. And Dean says, Jack did all that? And he said, well, Cass helped it's a big new world out there you'll see and then and love dean's reaction too when bobby's like well Cass helped because dean dean knows that Cass is up there and they get to see each other again and that little smirk jensen does where he's just like this this is what it always should have been and the entire life that i've lived after everything that i've done i can't believe i still get to get here you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he says that it's almost perfect. And Bobby knows exactly why it's almost perfect. And he said he'll be along, be along 
time up here, it's different. You got everything you could ever want or need or dream. So I guess the question is, what are you going to do now, Dean? And then Dean looks and he sees Baby with the original license plates. Kansas plates. And he says, I think I'll go for a drive. And this, at that moment, I was like, this is my heaven. This is all I want. Because you know how much I love driving around. And and honestly, Dean's heaven is like that. I want to go there because driving around open roads through the woods, just beautiful. Like that's ideal. And uh, he gets in the car. I also love, too, that um, when Dean and Bobby share a beer, Dean says, this beer tastes like the first beer I ever shared with my dad. And Bobby's like, it's not bad, huh? And Dean's like, no, it tastes like crap. But he wouldn't have it any other There's way. That. Well, see, and that's that's kind of the beauty of it, because it's like smells and tastes and everything that go with nostalgia. And I love that. Like, even like, I don't know, something so like cake like if I taste a certain thing a certain cake it automatically takes me back to like a birthday party I had when I was 12 you know and I I love the idea of that and I love the idea of Dean in heaven driving around he gets to see his mom he gets to see his dad he gets to see Charlie he gets to see Joe he gets to see Ellen like I just love that everybody that we have lost in this show are there like, needs, we know that they are there. It also needs to be said that they were sharing a beer outside Harvell's Roadhouse. Yes. And I honestly, we, as we were talking about COVID times with Dean's funeral, I honestly kind of wonder if this original scene, I was telling Allie when we were talking about this, if it, they had originally maybe planned it to Dean walks into a bar and there's Charlie, there's Joe, there's mm-hmm. like XYZ and because of covid we didn't get to see that but that's okay because we know they're there yeah a lot of people and um you were the one to inform me of this because i naturally avoided um fandoms and a lot of like tumblr accounts and stuff like that throughout this watch because i didn't want to get spoiled even though the show had been going on for like what 12 years when i started watching Mm -hmm. um People were not happy with the fact that it was Dean and Bobby that shared that scene and that Castiel had only been mentioned, Um, which I understand for me personally, um, closure for that character happened two episodes ago Uh, to know that he's there and Dean can go hang out with him whenever he wants is a good feeling and I'm okay with it. I I am yeah. actually very happy we didn't see Misha. Like I know I, that's not going to be a popular opinion, but I honestly it would have cheapened. It it would have cheapened and it his death in retrospect wouldn't have had the same punch. Yeah. As it did. So I was okay with that. Like cuz I know people at least on Tumblr which is a cesspool of vitriol most days and porn were yeah we're <laughs> well not so much anymore you can't have titties on there um Ooh. yeah i get all my porn from reddit now uh, <laughs> thanks reddit <laughs> and of course we take a left turn from sad to horny oh okay, i mean they're the same really 
<laughs> sad porny is just our natural state of mind. Um, but I just, I'm okay with not seeing Cass because this show wasn't about Dean and Cass. This show was about Dean and right. Sam. It's always been about Dean and Sam. There's mm-hmm. like, Cass was a very big part of the show for 12 years. Yeah. And he died tell, like telling Dean he loved him, which his Cass's death was Cass's death. It was, I, I really liked it, it now that I've like stewed on it. I honestly don't think we needed to see Cass mm-hmm. because his the story two, was done. His story was done. The fact that Bobby says Cass helped too, meaning that Jack had gotten Cass out of the empty and put him in heaven where he belongs mm-hmm. means that Cass is also at peace. And now that Dean's there, they can go have sex all they want. Like if <laughs> you want like if you want to be a questionable bisexual, go do it. You're in heaven. Do whatever you want. This is your place now. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is carry on my wayward son there will be peace when you are done dean is done he is at peace this ending for dean is beautiful to me because now i know that people like well he should have lived a long life he's getting he he went out the way we knew he was going to go out and now his reward is heaven and being with the people that he loves the most until Sam gets there. But he yeah. gets to be with his mom and dad. He gets to be with Cass. He gets to be with everybody. And I think that's beautiful. Because he deserves the rest. He does. He deserves that and more. Um, and I think it's I, I think it's a weird piece of irony or the universe doing what the universe does. But um, as noted very frequently on social media carry on wayward son by kansas dropped on a november 19th i think somewhere in the 60s or 70s uh it's 44 so 76 so it dropped on november 19th 1976 and for a song that was used in the then in the very first season i don't think when they chose that song that they realized how it was going to dictate how the rest of the series went because it's just a classic rock song very early on in this show classic rock was much more prominent as a as a feature as a as a the sprinkles on top of the show you know it was part of what made it part of you know and you growing up especially with all the classic rock that you did i could see why this show is basically like it's now literally like inked onto you. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think it's kind of interesting that the lyrics of that song that was chosen 15 years ago to sum up the journey the boys had been on so far actually ended up being the blueprint for how this show would end. Like the lyrics are literal now. Well, I mean, think those, about it. It's been there since the first season. Um, I don't think when they chose it, though, I don't think they realized that that was going to be the oh, yeah. unintentional guideline for sort of where we wanted these characters to end up. So Dean goes on a drive and Bobby had said the time works differently in heaven. So we're really not quite sure how long Dean drove for. Um, it would appear, based on the way it was edited, that Dean just got in his car 
and just drove. Like he didn't stop for anything. He didn't say hi to anyone yet. He was literally just in his car the entire time. That's what Listening I felt. to Kansas <laughs> on repeat. So, well, no, I, well, time works different there. So it could yeah. have literally, he went for a drive mm-hmm. in, and in that span of a drive, cause he turns on the car and turns up the radio and it's carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. She says, and, oh, I love this song. <laughs> and he blasts it and he yells, woo. <laughs> and he goes for that drive. So for all we know, like in my head, again, they left a lot open to interpretation in this episode, which I, which I appreciate, to be honest, because for all we know, Dean went for a drive. He's listening to Kansas. Next thing he knows, he ends up at that bridge. It could have just been the length of that song. We don't know. Um, which I like though. I like that there's a little bit of room and you've always had to have, you've always had to suspend your disbelief and kind of Mm -hmm. give yourself some wiggle room on this show because it was so fantastical and over the top that if you didn't have that, you were just going to sit there going, this is stupid. Who's going to believe or follow any of this. And so I like that there's, um, the room for interpretation. And so in that time of that drive, um, Sam has a son and names him Dean. And at watching that for the second time, though, that kid is stupid happy the entire time. He's got Dean on his overalls. His face looks like someone just offered him a bag of Hershey Kisses consistently for, like, a, a 10-second take. Like, like someone was just, like, dancing like and dingling chocolate. I'm not saying it's because he was in a scene with Jared Padalecki. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably because of the scene with Jared Padalecki. Let's be real. No. That's no, it's... It's really sweet because we get to see the life that Sam left mm-hmm. when he left Stanford. The life that Sam was going to have if Dean had never come, essentially. Not that sounds wrong, but it's <laughs> the life it's the life that Sam had wanted. And they leave this also, there's some interpretation here because a lot of people think that if with filming and everything that Sam's wife in this episode was Eileen and you don't, you don't see that, but I'm going to say that's what happened. Sam Um, and Eileen lived happily ever, ever, ever after. And we, we see Sam aging and living his life with his kid, Dean too. (laughs) (laughs) Electric boogaloo. (laughs) And raising his son up and wearing terrible wigs. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so a few things. I also I like to believe that that was Eileen. Um, Matt from season fourteen, time for a podcast. He and I had some text discussions about this after I watched it, and he had mentioned like even if they could not get Shoshana on set because of COVID, they could have alluded it to being her by like having their kids sign or something. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I really wish they would have done that. So between Dean's drive, it's. Dean to Electric Boogaloo, full name. It's on his birth certificate. Grow mm-hmm. up. Um, and Sam, like, because he was always very studious and extremely smart, having him study. And then we cut to a point where I'm very conflicted about this Sam moment because the acting and the scene itself is absolutely gut-wrenching and perfect and beautiful and wonderful. However... They went through all the trouble of making sure that Bobby still had, like, a brown ginger beard. 
I'm sorry, makeup department. You guys are great, and you were probably working under ridiculous time constraints or something. And just constraints. I kind of wonder if they made them do their own makeup. Because I know actors and stuff during COVID times, I'm not, like, trying to brag and be like, I know somebody who's on a television show on Nickelodeon right now, but I kind of know somebody who's on a television show on Nickelodeon right now. <laughs> yeah, Excuse uh, me? We need to talk about this, because I did not No, know. it's, it's, it's. It's, I'll explain it later, but <laughs> she said when she was filming this, they had to do their own makeup, uh, but then again, I don't know what, I'm sure they probably had people I on believe... Supernatural because the budget doing their makeup, but what that is, but the wig. Scene, <laughs> the scene after this one, though, where he's actually in that bed and he's got a and full, he looks, he looks great. Yeah, I still think they should have aged him up a little bit, but the scene in particular is Dean's still driving, Kansas is still playing, and a clearly aged Sam in the worst television wig, I'm sorry, I've ever seen, goes into the garage, and hair and makeup aside, Jared actually nails the little oh, yeah. old man face and the mannerisms and stuff to tell that like his he's old his bones are sore maybe you know he finally shrunk a few inches that tall bastard um and he gets in the impala and he's behind the wheel and he very slowly goes to put his hands on it to remember what the ridges in that steering wheel feel like and i honestly think they should have done a mirror cut between Jensen's hands and Jared's hands on the same wheel. I think that should have just smash cut to one or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, But that it's a little moment he has where he's just remembering like how the car feels and smells. He's remembering his brother. Yeah. That's, that's what he has left after all of these years. He has kept baby in perfect condition because that. Oh, Dean would kill him if he didn't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that's how we see how Sam mourns his brother. We see that he still misses him so much. And he goes. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm like so mad at myself right now. But he Don't goes be mad, dude. And he has this moment where he mourns because even like when somebody like. I oh, just the mourning and the grief in this episode. Supernatural has always done grief and we get to see it in this. And then we cut to Sam in that bed and his son walks in and he's got his long shaggy hair. But we also see how he has the anti-possession tattoo on his forearm, which yep. leads me to believe that his kid grew up knowing what's out there. Yeah. And he taught his son everything that he knew and we see kind of a mirror of little dean (laughs) telling sam it's okay to go and sam knows that he is going to see his brother again and we get that god damn god damn it god damn it like i I forget what words are (laughs) i know i just i just know pain right now I just know pain. Um, So he says, dad, it's okay. You can go now. And we get the scene with Dean getting to the bridge and he's on the bridge and there's his baby brother. (laughs) And they are together again in heaven. 
he and Dean's on that bridge and looking out because Vancouver. <laughs> Beautiful. And and you see you see the look on his face change and he knows that it's Sam's time has come and he's standing there behind him. And I I felt it in my guts because we've heard it so many times. I knew he was going to say, hey there, Sammy. And we pan over and much like how when Dean passed, he was wearing clothes that looked just like what he wore in the pilot. So was Sam. Mm -hmm. And I really wish that at this point, it would have been him, Dean smiling and going, bitch. And then the pan and Sam going jerk i would have loved if we would have gotten a hey bitch and then sam just goes jerk and they hug but dean says hey sammy like he did in the pilot and sam just says dean and And they hug and they hug the biggest hug the biggest hug yeah and a faucet yeah and uh cut to black executive producers um and then we get well, no 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 it was actually it was a they take a moment and they they just look out at the rest of heaven together and there's this really big epic crane shot that's beautiful and a, a lovely way to end the show but I wish um, that before that last crane shot when it's just a two shot of them next to each other like in medium close up I wish it would have ended there. Only because, like we've said in this podcast, this show is about Sam and Dean. It's always been about these two. So if it were to just end on both of their faces because they're together and happy, I that I would have cut there. But that's me. Um, I will see. And I told uh, we had discussed this because I told you I, I like that this season they seem to kind of give. let vancouver kind of shine yeah um and i i do think that that was uh, seeing them on that bridge together looking out into a world filled with like possibilities that they just get to like be and Mm -hmm. not have to work like what we get to see sam and dean realize like hey this is it we're here we're together um, and let's look out onto this heaven world. And I like to imagine that next they went and had a giant rager, like a welcome home <laughs> party for Sam. The only but, other, be- the only other beef that I have with this episode, and my, again, all of my beefs are technical. They have nothing to do with the storylines itself. People, you know, online were saying like comparing it to game of thrones and whatnot and i'm sorry there's no way you're comparing this episode to a game how game of thrones ended you need to like take a step back and (laughs) people actually bullied jim beaver off of twitter like that is bullshit i am sorry just because you do not like how something ends do not go after the actors who did their job and put their heart and soul into this show that has entertained you for 15 years and bully them like that. Absolutely not. Just because you're not happy, the entitlement. Sorry. Mm-hmm. This is where I get angry because your girl got pissed when I was seeing a lot of people being like, this is worse than game of Thrones. Fuck you. Game of Thrones was trash. 
Game of Thrones had brilliant character development up until a point. And then when the showrunners ran out of source material, they had nowhere to go with it. And all of the character development was scrapped. It was all for nothing. Characters that you thought would ascend to greatness were banished. People who didn't do jack shit the entire show were made, you know, royalty. So the uh, to compare it to Game of Thrones, I don't know what you're on or what books you've been reading, but I'm very curious as to how you got there. The story of Sam and Dean Winchester finding out that they are pawns in a greater game and taking on not only everything that God, arguably the ultimate villain, because, I mean, I've never read the Old Testament, but he does some fucked up shit in the Old Testament. The, arguably, like, how do you how do you get bigger than than God? Like, that is the ultimate big bad. So the notion that the the deaths were, there was no point behind them, or that these characters are not fully realized and their best selves by the end of the show. I mean, they literally changed the way that the world functions and operates. They took out somebody who enjoyed watching us like ants on a hill and had a giant fuck off magnifying Mm -hmm. glass and wanted us to be tortured and them to be tortured. And, and who was, just the the opposite of what somebody with that supposed level of power should be to take him to go through everything that he put them through and then to correct the world itself to restore balance to give the people that they were fighting for a chance to fight without them without them being there is extraordinary and mm-hmm. no show is free from criticism, like I said at the top of this. No, thing, and I understand. But, like, I, I, I get no it. One was, if you, not everyone was going to be happy. It was impossible. No, absolutely not. No, Nobody is ever going to be happy when a show that is as beloved as Supernatural is and will be forever. <laughs> um, nobody was going to be, ha- like, not everybody was going to love it. But I personally think this was a... This was the best case scenario for me because, like, they – the fact that we get to see Sam and Dean peaceful, just they are together in heaven with – and we know their family's there. Like, they get to rest. They get to, like, do what – and Bobby even says you can do whatever you want. That is the ultimate freedom – for Dean Winchester. And now that is like, now that Sam and Dean are together, it's, it's kind of, it's a beautiful ending to me personally. I understand that not everybody's super, like there are some things that I'm like, like the time thing. I'm like, how much time has that passed between the last episodes? Cause it seemed immediate. And that seems a little ridiculous, but you know, life's that way. (laughs) And you know what? I think the fact that, some of the things wrapped up and the way that they did means that it just shows that Sam and Dean, because the very few rare moments we got where there was a silly episode or joy or, you know, something to revel in and to really celebrate and get excited about. Cause there's a lot of doom and gloom on this show. I mean, the pain yeah. train was coined for a reason. Woo-hoo! 
Um, but the fact that they are in heaven, they can do whatever they want. And I still like to think that they're doing, minus the monsters, the exact same thing that they were doing here on Earth, which is going on road trips in the car and hanging out with one another because they love each other. Yeah, the whole Winchester family's together. Like, in my head, they're partying it up, like, with everybody. Oh, there's a lot of scotch being poured. Like, I I want to go to there, to Winchester heaven. I just feel... Like, I see um, John and Dean cleaning their guns at the table and Mary and Sam looking at them both like, please don't do that. We're about you to have dinner. Like, you don't even need guns. <laughs> why, are you, why are you cleaning your guns? Go play baseball with your children. <laughs> yeah, go play catch with your dad. Maybe now you and your dad can, like, I don't know, Maybe. hash some shit out. And And that's the thing. Like, the fact that they get to have eternity with their mom and dad. Like, that's, and the show is, is all about family, and I think it ended as good as it could have. Like, COVID can suck a dick. I would have loved to see, like, some of the changes without COVID, but I, I, maybe, can't maybe really, we'll get, I have no major complaints. Maybe we'll get a George Lucas edition where when it comes out on a Blu-ray or whatnot, you can either stream the episode that aired or the special edition version where they CG in everybody at Dean's yeah. funeral. <laughs> there we go. And there's like forced ghosts hanging out in the woods. They just, I, at, and like this show, like, oh God, okay. So I'll just get it out. Get it out. Last we understand. When I was going to start saying this show means so much to me for so many reasons. When I started watching Supernatural, I was going through a huge change in my life. Um, I was think I, I was really figuring out who I was as a person during this time. And this show just kind of was the one thing I could always fall back to no matter what. That if... Life was just crazy. Okay, I have a supernatural look forward to. And I have, like, Sam and Dean. Like, they're badasses. And they've created this entire world where, like, everybody is accepted. And if family is who you make it. And there is bad things in the world. But there's also things that are so good and so worth fighting for. And I just, I love this show with all my heart. And I am so sad it's over, but it has brought some amazing things to my life. Um, I don't know how many people know, but the first, when I first started watching Supernatural, I met the guy I would marry (laughs) the day after. (laughs) So I just, there's, there's a lot that Supernatural means to me and it's been there and I don't know what I'm going to do without it. Well, I know what I'm going to do without it. I'm going to keep living because I'm a grown up. but <laughs> it, it's just from the time I was 22, now I'm oh, 34. This show was there. I found myself with Supernatural and it will always be a part of me, and I am so happy we could do this podcast. Oh, don't even. It's <laughs> fun um, taking you on this ride and getting you involved in it, <laughs> and I'm going to miss it. Um, but yeah. Oh God, here comes Seth, and I'm crying. 
Hi. <laughs> Tell them to get back in the basement. We're not done yet. Um, but this show, um, again, I cannot claim that it means as much to me as it does other people. Um, I cannot say that I've been with it as long. Um, but it not only did I look forward to watching this show and cramming some homework and sending you reaction snaps, because in the past few years, I've realized that I'm the kind of person um, that loves reaction videos because, <laughs> okay, go, roll with it here. <laughs> I'm right. the kind of person that loves reaction videos because as somebody who loves and understands the joys of fandom and the solace and comfort that a fandom brings people and how it's an escape from all the crap you got to deal with in your daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, this show gave me a new fandom. I'm not saying I'm going to win any trivia nights anytime soon, but like, well, you'll have the basics. <laughs> yeah, I'll have the basics, and I it's appreciate. Not saying you should do a rewatch, but maybe we should do a rewatch. Girl, don't even right now. Give me at least a month. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm I appreciate the love and care that the cast and crew has put into the show and the characters, and the love fest that is the conventions that I've never been to, but they seem to just bring people so much like I not, not specific supernatural conventions, but conventions in general are just like my adrenaline is running and there's just nothing but happiness. And I, a nice place where you can share your weird. It's home. It's home. It's, it's definitely, like fandoms like yeah they have they have their sections they have their sex much like <laughs> well they, i mean they have their sex but ah, I see what you did there. but like there are bits and pieces that are not always beautiful but what family really is like we all we're all yeah. nuts in a bunch bunch of nuts and it and it sort of feels like these characters are extended family. I think it was in the retrospective that Kripke called Crowley the creepy uncle that you don't want to sit next to at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Come to my Thanksgiving, Crowley. Mm. <laughs> no. Can you, can you just hear Cro- like di- Crowley pardoning a turkey? I can't do a Mark Shepard. He's just like, uh, so we're all hit. Uh, no, so it's bad. It's terrible. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even make an attempt. I'll just pick. I'll just pretend that it's Jared doing the pirate voice as Mark Shepard. Um, but yes. Um, to sort of wrap it up, I. I just. I love that we have this record of this weird, wonderful, turbulent, thirsty time in our friendship, where we can go we back and listen to have Supernatural. Yes, to the dumbest shit ever recorded. And put on the internet, and um, mostly it's just I'm so pleased that hopefully we've entertained people as the show has entertained us. And we've made some great friends. Amazing like, friends that are super kind and wonderful and funny. Like, and, and thanks for the follows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People, like, it, it's just, it, uh, it's, it. We'll always have Supernatural, I guess. <laughs> do you Thanks. even have any fun facts? At this point, I, they're just facts because I'm like... I do. Like, oh. I was going to say, do you want your last fun facts? Of course I do, <laughs> Steph. Of okay. course I do. 
the title carry on is a reference to the refrain from the show's unofficial theme carry on wayward son what um, yeah i know shocking right shocking uh andrew dab revealed that the idea to use carry on as the finale title came from post-production coordinator casey hammonds which makes me wonder post-production coordinator casey hammonds do you listen <laughs> to our podcast that has been my sign off since the end of our season one episodes. So yeah. if that's who's listening to this out of LA, I shit you not. Slide into our DMs. We want to say Yeah, hi. seriously. No, we're not mad. We're, no, we ain't mad. <laughs> we ain't mad at it. Um, Supernatural's final episode was number 327. Coincidentally, the standard engine on a 1967 Chevy Impala is a 327 cubic inch V8. Shut the fuck up. The fucking synchronicity is with this show, my friend. Yeah, okay, you know the what? The Kansas. I'm... Like, listen. It's the universe. I'm not like, questioning this anymore because I think if I do, I might just actually, like, lightning will strike me while I sit inside this room. Like, if it's bizarre. And plus, uh, like, who who realizes that? I want to know who writes the facts and, like, sends them to the super wiki who's like, oh, but, like, when... Like, do you just go, like, what is the size of the Impala's engine? And then, like, wait for that to happen and be like, boo, posted first. Like, yeah, I, I, I do not know. Um, the truck at the pie fest is called Dab's Pies for uh, showrunner Andrew Dab. And um, like in season one, uh, season 11 and season 15, there are three uh something wicked safe house and drag me away from you the winchesters investigate and solve an unclosed case from the past in this case it was one of their fathers from 1986 and i just uh um d oh okay are you ready oh god i'm gonna cry again aren't i Dean's death also mirrors Sam's first death from All Hell Breaks Loose in season two. Uh, Both are stabbed in the back with the other brother seeing blood on their hands from the wound. God damn it. God damn it. Um, Dean tells Sam, you always keep fighting. This is a reference to Jared's always keep fighting campaigns. After Dean's death, Sam uh, Sam starts wearing Dean's watch. So maybe that's why he wore this watch to bed. Maybe. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Now I feel like such a dick. I'm so sorry. Wear all the watches to bed. <laughs> know what time it is constantly. Never stop wearing a watch. Oh. Um, the monkey figurine makes its final appearance outside Harvell's. The figurine had been introduced in season two, and after the roadhouse was burned down, the figurine made sporadic appearances throughout the series in the background scenes uh, as Easter eggs. Bob Singer has said that the monkey figurine would be the one item he would take with him when the show was finished. I wonder who has the tape ball. I think they um, usually end up auctioning that off. I believe that's the, the, it's a whole casting crew of good, good people. So something tells me other than the boys, both getting Impalas, which Jensen's, or I think it was, I can't remember who said it, but they said they were going to drag race them around Austin, which wouldn't you just shit a brick if you were at a red light and saw two black Chevy Impalas drag racing. You know what somebody has done? Somebody like, I guess they both actually drive them out and about. In Austin. Shut the fuck up. Because uh, um, I saw a Tumblr post with somebody saw Jared driving in his. And then 
uh, Jensen took his to family. He drove his to family business. So I'm not saying we definitely after COVID times have to go to Austin. Like, yes, that's to be a, we should, we should do a road trip to Lawrence, Kansas, which has made themselves the, like they announced it as a declaration that they are like the, the official birthplace of Sam and Dean, kind of like Superman's from Cleveland. Yeah. Um, you know what? I wouldn't mind that as long as we stop by the cemetery that allegedly had the gates oh, of hell. 9,000% stall cemetery is on that <laughs> bucket list. But we should go on a Sam and Dean style road trip, not fighting monsters, just eating garbage food, eating pie, go get some beer from family business. Just- I would like that. A whole lot. Let's put it on the calendar. (laughs) And we'll do it right after the fucking Akron Pie Fest. (laughs) That will be our gift to ourselves after our first successful pie fest. We just literally, our trunk is not full of weapons. It's leftover pie. (laughs) Just all pie. Also, I love that we got a trunk scene. With, we didn't even talk about Dean with the throwing stars, how we wanted to do oh the throwing Oh, my God. Stars. That's right. And they, I like that they lifted up the trunk and they, you could see the fake, the fake mm. bottom out that they had. And then they opened it like we saw in years past. I also, it looked like, I'm not, I'm, I'm maybe I, there was a scene that I skipped over because I needed to do this rewatch quickly before we recorded. I thought at one point it looked like there was Cass's trench coat in the back, but Cass was engulfed um, in the empty uh, with that on. So I don't know if it was like a spare or something. I don't know. He only had one outfit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I know this is it. Is that all for the fun facts? That's all. So you guys can find us. Oh, man. What do I do with my life now? That's a great question. Maybe maybe see some, like, rewatches eventually. I don't know if this is the last of the two chicks. I don't think it officially can be. You know what? I'm going to throw this out there. If you listen and would like us to do one more episode, um... Send. We're gonna do like one like we did um to as a holdover that one where we answered questions randomly. Did we even put that one up? I think we did, but we can just do whatever. We can do whatever we want now. We're oh not be anybody except ourselves. We have we free will. Team free will. <laughs> we are one. If you guys then want to slide into our DMs at Two Chicks Pod and ask a question for a future episode, that would be a reason for us to you don't even keep have to slide into our DMs. Just start tweeting questions at us at Two Chicks Pod. Tweet whatever you want. Whatever you, if you want to hear us, our stupid faces, t- yell at each other about anything. Just let us know, and yeah, we'll make really it. Really we're really good at it. Like it could be about pie. It could be about um, dudes that are shirtless. It could oh, be wow. about any of the random shit that we've talked about over the past three and a half years or so. Yeah. Let's always so. re- rewatch episodes and do live episode commentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> These people have suffered enough. <laughs> and honestly, I am so thankful to everyone who's 
has even made it this far or if you're just finding us for the first time because you wanted to hear somebody else's opinions about this episode or I'm I'm just really appreciative and this has been a fun ass ride yeah thanks to everyone who's ever listened even for a millisecond thanks to all the guests we've ever had over the years including Steph sister Brittany for her biting commentary random um, words from Seth out of context uh, mm-hmm. Jim's occasional barks my former co-worker Kristen um, um, Alexa um, God just everyone thank you yeah. all thanks. <laughs> and and mostly thanks Jared and Jensen uh, thanks to the whole like cast crew. Did you see everybody that went into the show? If that wasn't apparent by us just like doing this podcast, we appreciate you. <laughs> Did you see that Eric Kripke liked that tweet of us where I put up the pictures that he, we took with him when he was in town? No. <laughs> yeah, he liked it. <laughs> just give stuff over to say. Yeah, he, I, we thanked him. And I told him he was Ohio's greatest export, and he liked this week. <laughs> I, love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. I love you. I love you. You crazy, I... witchy, ginger, and thirsty, imbibing, yelling, oh. flailing, cushy, spectacular like cry along with me person human thing you are fantastic and thank you for a human person thing (laughs) person woman supernatural fan camera tv that's how it goes and so (laughs) no i i love you i love you too and where can where can they all know that we are still two chicks pod on twitter so where can they find you i am at the gender pyre on twitter and instagram and i'm also on twitter and instagram but at damn it alley thanks for listening guys and hmm, i'm gonna try and make you cry again oh no (laughs) and forever and always carry on I love you, Idgits. I think that was our longest to date. It should be. Uh, God. All right, I'm going to stop recording now. Boom, stop recording.